Hello, welcome back to the Lincoln Hawk Fan Club, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Sam. Sam, welcome to Christmas, approximately one month late. Yeah, we're well, we're not as far behind it as I thought we were going to be, so. We're pretty far behind it. If we had, again, if we had timed all this out better, how's your drink? It's very good. You made a face when you took a sip of it, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, once again, I'm having a little bourbon. I, of course, am back to my Whole30 approved hot water with lemon and ginger. Yeah, how is that? If I had it with your bourbon, it would be a lot better. Yeah. (laughs) Little honey. Sorry for that. That's a hot toddy. All right, so. um, No, but back to business. It's Christmas on Gossip Girl. We are talking about Roman Holiday. That's right. The episode opens with that damn Constance Billard choir led by Jenny Humphrey. Yeah, I do have to ask just before we get into it are you aware that the episode title is based off of the film? Are you kidding me? Are you like? Are you really asking me this right now? Do you have the nerve to come into my house and ask me if I know? Here's the thing. I thought Here, you learned your lesson last week. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Okay. The setup for the episode name yes. is that uh, Blair's dad is coming home for Christmas, right? Yes. With his lover, Ramon. Ramon. Yes. So technically, the it's name of this episode Roman is Holiday. Ramon Holiday, which mm. doesn't really roll off the tongue the same way. Okay, I just wanted to get that off my chest. Do you feel better? No. Okay. Um. So we open at Constance. With the choir. Yeah, we're out in the courtyard. The, the uh, Constance choir is not doing Fergie this time. I miss her. They are doing uh, Santa Baby, which is equally, I guess, inappropriate in its own way. Kind of a weird choice. Yeah, that song is very sexual, right? And when you have a bunch of 15-year-old schoolgirls in, like, knee socks singing about fucking Santa Claus, like... I... Listen, maybe they left those parts mm, out. Sure. Anyway, they're there because uh, Constance does an annual holiday bazaar where I guess all rich people can unload their weird stuff, like a a butter churn. Would you say they unload their bazaar stuff at the bazaar? And they're wandering around. I'm just going to keep going. And uh, Vanessa shows up. Do you remember Vanessa? She was around and then she wasn't and I did not miss her. I love when she's back. Vanessa's back. And Vanessa has an early Christmas present for Dan and that she has uh, entered him without his knowledge in a competition in The New Yorker for unpublished writers. Yeah, for uh, The New Yorker Summer Fiction issue featuring 20 under 20. Sure. Is what the... Is uh, that a real thing? Does no, that exist? Well, I don't know, but that's the competition she entered him in. And of course he won. It's it's 20 writers under the age of 20. Obviously, you know what 20 yeah, under 20 means. But, familiar um, with the concept. I was on you know, several 20 under 20 Despite the fact that you can just look at Dan and tell that he's like a 28-year-old man playing a high schooler. Right. Um, so he it's kind of easy old. to forget. He was like 23. It's kind of easy to forget that uh, he's actually 16 and... He wrote a short story, and this is Dan's first time being published, I believe. So, of course, Vanessa has gotten him the best present ever because she's a fucking bitch. Yeah. I genuinely, it just grinds Vanessa is really great in this episode, and I'm not going to let you fucking slander her name. I will do it. I know you're going to try to. Um, And then we have what I would call one of the most realistic moments on this show, which is that rufus and allison show up and they are bitching about having to have taken a 32 dollar cab from brooklyn because rufus wanted to wait for another hour for a train and allison did not yeah that's like the most real thing i'm i'm i know it's early i'm gonna stake my claim i'm gonna put my flag in this moment and say that that is the most real thing that happens on this entire series (laughs) we are the kind of people who if we're in manhattan past like 9 30 at night yeah we're just like fuck it we're gonna take a cab home to yeah. queens um so yeah i really commiserate it with that but but because like complain I, about it the whole time yeah, yeah, yeah if it was if it was uh you know freezing cold outside like for well it doesn't look like freezing cold i guess because they're not super heavily coated they never really are right though. but you know if it was like uh winter season and we got to the platform and it was like oh it's gonna be another hour for a train i'd be like yeah fuck it we're taking a cab well i think also they're like they're for late for this event yeah and allison's like i'm not waiting another hour Yep. Um, so Allison and Rufus arrive, and as they walk into the school gates, they run into Lily and, and Bart. Bart. And they they do a little bit of you know introductions. Bart says that he remembers Rufus from Eleanor's, Eleanor's party, party, which Allison immediately picks up on as 
Eleanor's party. The time that Rufus kissed Lily most recently. Because um, she is aware of that yes. happening. They have an awkward interaction. Yeah, they have and a then whole awkward interaction. Bart and Lily go inside and Ryan and Bart's kind of giving her a hard time about why they won't go public. Yeah, what's and yada, she waiting yada, yada. for? I think that she... I think that what we're supposed to get from this is that she feels torn about the Bart Bass decision, right? In that, like, she's with him, but I think she's now got all these resurgent feelings for Rufus. Mm -hmm. And she's at a point where she's not past the point of no return. Right. But uh, they run into Blair in the hallway because everyone just keeps running into each other. And Blair is surprised to see Bart because she says, I just assumed you'd be with Chuck she doesn't even get to say, I assumed you'd be with Chuck. She just says, I assume you'd be, and he says, with Charles, because these adults refuse to call him Chuck. Um, and lays out that Chuck is in Monaco, which I think is a nice little uh, yeah, we'll, preview also. because yeah, we'll return to Monaco for a lot of drama later. Monaco will be the site of so much bullshit. Yeah. Serena runs into Blair afterwards and needs her help because now that Vanessa has gotten... Dan the best gift ever because, again, she's a bitch. Serena needs to one-up it, and Blair offers her the very helpful advice while she's rushing home to meet her father, fresh off his flight from Paris. Uh, why don't you just buy him a new outfit for Cedric and call it a day? <sighs> Classic Blair Waldorf Cedric. burn. Um, did you notice in we were, when we were watching the OC earlier today mm-hmm. when Summer goes into... That he picks Seth's, up a horse. Yeah, when Summer goes into Seth's bedroom for the first time, yes. he's got also a very childish heirloom, Mr. Oates, the plastic horse. I think it's Captain Oates. Yeah. Well, it reminded me very much of Dan that moment. Cedric, right? Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. But um, Blair's in a hurry because we have not actually seen her father, Harold, in New York. In real time. Except in flashbacks. Yes. Right. So she's very excited to see him. And... Oh, surprise, look who he brought. If you didn't guess by the title, he brought Roman. Yes. So Blair's father is home to spend Christmas Eve with Blair. Yes. Her mom would not allow him to be there for Christmas Day. Yes. Roman has come with him, but that is a surprise to Blair. And to Eleanor. Yes, and to Eleanor. Uh, So Blair arrives home with these two giant candy canes, which is her and her dad's tradition, I guess, to eat a whole candy a whole cane. Can- and a like whole giant candy cane the size puke of up like our sugar. Cat. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. And then she has to give her second one to Ramon. Yeah. Because which is a she's a nice little gesture. I guess. She didn't have to. It's do good that. faith, I guess. So then we go back to the loft. Humphrey Loft. The Humphrey Loft. Where Dan the- is uh describing what has happened to his family that He's been he's going to be published in the New Yorker and everyone's so excited. And Jenny points out that he has his dream girl and his dream publication. And he says, I may have peaked. I would argue that Dan did peak in high school. I don't want to get into why, but I disagree with that. Interesting. He has accomplishments that are greater than that later. I think he has a character peaks in high school. I'll agree with that. I'll give you that. So the four of them are all decorating for Christmas. You know, they're putting up the tree, wrapping presents, having a nice little familial moment. While they're doing that, Dan is going through Christmas cards Mm -hmm. and just kind of reading them out loud. There's one from the Smiths that just says, Happy Holidays, I think. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's very original. And Jenny says, well, their last name is the Smiths. What do you expect? And then he opens one. As it uh, turns out, the Humphreys do the same kind of mail practice you do, which is you just pull mail out of the mailbox and don't even look at who it's addressed to or who it's from. You just leave it in a pile forever. Tyler, if someone is <laughs> going to send me correspondence on paper and it's, you know, they didn't email it to me or call me with the information, then it's obviously not that important. Okay. And it will be there when I get to it. Well, Dan's shuffling through the cards. Yeah, and Dan opens a card from someone named Alex, um, who has written, Allison, please meet me on the 24th. You may remember Alex is the man who answered the phone. Yeah. So Alex is Allison's paramour from Hudson. Excellent use of the word paramour. Thank you. I was just thinking about Haley Williams. Uh, <laughs> just just thinking about Haley Williams. Yeah. Uh, why not? So Rufus gets really kind of incensed, right? Um, uh, yeah. That this dude is writing to her in his home yeah. with his children. But like, good on Alex. What an old-timey romantic gesture. Yeah, Allison promises that she that the whole affair is over and she that doesn't she understand. doesn't know why yeah. he's writing. She told him to stop calling. Yep. And to his credit, he did not call. No, he didn't call. He knew he had the good sense not to uh, call the landline, I guess. 
the next day, Blair, Eleanor, Harold, and Ramon are going ice skating. In Central in Park. In Central Park, which is very cute. It is. There's some uh, really strange Victoria's Secret product placement in this episode. Yeah, I find that to be probably the most it's unrealistic really part weird. of the episode. It's really weird. And I don't think they ever do it like this blatant again in the entire series. I mean, like the Verizon stuff is in there because mm-hmm. the kids all use Verizon phones and like you see all their flip flippy shit when they should have yeah. had iPhones, which is like, again, a huge point of contention for me. The Victoria's Secret stuff is like, Eleanor is just randomly talking about, oh, did you know, to Roman, like, I have this Victoria's Secret collaboration coming. And, like, they didn't do that. Right. The first time Victoria's Secret ever collaborated with a brand was this Balmain collaboration they did last season. So, like, it's such a weird way to shoehorn Victoria's I, Secret into the I show. I would have expected they would go with, like, a Bal woman instead of a Balmain. Okay. But well, it's very heavy handed. The Victoria's Secret thing is very heavy handed. And also it, it basically has no bearing on the plot other than no. the fact that uh, she says several times that she's doing a collab with them. Yes. And when Shows later in later. the episode, when they're having the party at the house, it is There's a like a Victoria's weird, Secret themed tree, very which is like obvious. Like, look at these little lipsticks. Aren't they brilliant? Yeah. Like, it's very strange. Eleanor would never do that. But good for Gossip Girl. Eleanor that would find that so fucking tacky. You got to get that she check. She would never. Uh, yeah, but so they're, they're walking through Central Park on the way to the ice skating rink. Um, Blair is in having a little snit fit because Ramon, Ramon didn't, doesn't even need, he doesn't even know how to skate and I don't understand why he needs to be well, here. Well, he keeps crashing all of these things that were traditions for her and her father. Yes. Her father says, you know, I've missed New York. She says, you don't have to miss New York. Yeah, I don't think we mentioned this earlier, but Blair's plan is to try and convince yes. her father to move back to New York because, as she says, the only reason he was in Paris was to like right sit up the, the scandal. And in the process of her saying, you know, you don't have to miss New York, he drops the bomb that, uh, you know that chateau he's been talking about? He bought it. Yeah, he and Ramon bought a Just chateau Just bought a casual chateau. Yep. Because, um, I mean, what, you know, who doesn't just yeah, sure. go out and buy a chateau? Tyler, I would love a chateau. Well, we're going to get one with this podcast money. Cool, cool, cool. Meanwhile, as they're making their way to the rink and kind of talking about all this stuff, a dude walks up to Eleanor Mm -hmm. um, looking kind of like a Roger, like a diet Roger Sterling. (laughs) Right? He does. No, it's true. Uh, The first thing I thought of is like, oh, that's John Slattery. And then the second thing I thought was, oh, that's like a very like boring looking John Slattery ripoff. Yeah. But it's this guy uh, with his niece and uh, asks where the skating rink is. And they, he and Eleanor kind of have like, well, he like kind of makes eyes at Eleanor, right? And she's so fucking clueless that she doesn't even pick up on it. Right. But Ramon Ramon says, oh, that man was flirting with you. Um, And Eleanor just kind of dismisses it. Like it's Um, so impossible that a man would be flirting with her. Right. Yeah. Uh, They get to the rink. And uh, Ramon decides that he is going to skate after all, even though he doesn't know how. Super. Super. Yeah, he's going to do it. Meanwhile. Serena has bought Dan a very very expensive watch. It's very nice. Serena, bless her heart. I think. That's very tone deaf. um, I'm actually kind of surprised because I'm totally on Serena's side here. So Dan is Dan's hanging out at the coffee shop where Vanessa works. That watch is like a fifty-two thousand dollar watch, right? Oh, okay. That's not like Wait, a nice actually, watch, yeah. like a Timex watch. That the, uh, that watch brand is like fifty grand. So so Dan's hanging out in the coffee shop where Vanessa works. Yes. Serena shows up, all excited because she has Dan's Christmas gift and she just can't wait to give it to him, even though it's, I think the twenty-third at this point. Yes, I think no. Actually, I do think this is the twenty-fourth because they give themselves the the due limit date to is tomorrow morning. morning. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, on the on the twenty-fourth, she's just so excited. She knows it's not Christmas yet, but she just can't wait to give it to him. It is a Patek Philippe watch, which the Gossip Girl wiki says that the one that Serena buys Dan retails for anywhere from twelve thousand dollars to over a million. Yeah. So yeah, that's. Those are not cheap watches. I assume that they went for that more for the brand and less for the idea that Serena would have dropped twelve thousand on a watch. Well, I think you're just supposed to recognize it as expensive. I think a Rolex would have been too obvious. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's supposed to be like 
like Serena would be shopping in the same places that she would shop for anybody Mm -hmm. else or that her parents would shop and like probably did buy a $12,000 watch. I will say that I think that Dan is um, pretty rude here. He's not the most gracious. Yeah. He's not the most gracious. But admittedly, like, what is Dan going to get Serena to match? Serena has made it clear that she doesn't want that kind of relationship with Dan, that she doesn't want money. Right. But Dan has made it clear that, like, Dan Dan is hung up on that stuff, right? Right, So I think buying him an expensive watch is a little tone deaf. Dan tells her that the gift is too expensive. Well, he uh, he kind of reacts awkwardly to it. Yeah, he Serena, refuses it. He's like, well, I Serena says, it. did I overdo it? And he says, I think even you're underdoing it would be overdoing it. Yes. Which, shitty thing to say to your girlfriend, dude. Mm. Come on. She was really excited about giving you something that she thought you were going to love, and then you didn't like it, and you can't even be gracious about it. No, of course you can't. They make a deal that they're going to start over, try again on the Christmas gifts. On a budget of $50. $50 budget, Christmas morning deadline. Serena is uh, kind of at a loss as to what she's going to do. Good thing Vanessa is being nosy as hell. Yeah. And offers that she can tell Serena where Dan's favorite used bookstore is, which she refuses because she wants to do something on her own and not with Vanessa's help. Yeah. Across town, Rufus is going to meet Alex. Yeah, he's going to meet the man who cucked him. <laughs> As you do for a showdown at dawn. Yeah, so so Rufus goes and finds this dude waiting in a bar for Allison. And he says, you know, Allison told you t- that it was over yeah. to leave her alone. And the dude's just like, surprise. maybe you just want to have a seat. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. And they we kind of just leave it there so we don't. That's not what she said on the phone to yeah. me two days ago or whatever yeah we don't get to hear explicitly the whole conversation but we get to hear that part so rufus is kind of blindsided by uh the revelations that this man has for him yeah back at central park yeah back at central park uh ramon is trying to ice skate bless his heart as someone who has just only recently tried ice skating it's very hard it is hard it is hard i'm okay at it but that's because you grew up in maryland well we didn't go out ice skating outdoors. It was never that kind of winter. Right. But we did have an ice skating rink, and I did have friends who had, like, birthday parties there. And I also did have um, rollerblades. And it's similar. Those skills are very similar, yes. Right. And I was, like... I had rollerblades, too, but I would not argue that those skills are similar. Or well, that it's been, like, yeah, 15 years since I've put on rollerblades. I will also say that I think that... Ramon and Harold are very cute. They are very cute together. Harold obviously knows how to ice skate very well, and he's like holding Ramon, trying to lead him around the ice, and Ramon's like flailing his arms around crazy. He's like, look at their small children doing it. You can do it. Yes. Uh, Blair is sullenly just hanging out on the side of the rink. Texting. Texting. She's on the ice, but she's on the side of the rink. Um, And Ramon kind of like shoots off of Harold towards her. Yes. Like, trying to get to her. Like, uh, he looks kind of like a baby, like, yeah. toddling towards her, right? Well, before he does this, Blair gets a text from Chuck that says, just one question. She's been trying to figure out where he is. And right. says, just one question. How did you fake your virginity for N? Ugh. Very real. Fucked I, up. I totally believe Fucked that a shitty 16-year-old boy would say that to a girl. So, yeah. So, pissed off about this and annoyed about Ramon, he comes kind of flying towards her. And she puts her arms out like, oh, yeah, come towards me. I'll help I'll you. you. And then she sticks her foot she out. She sticks her foot out and trips him. And there's a him. very time, now timely Tanya Harding reference. Yeah. Uh, with all the grace the, of Tanya Harding, yeah, right? Yeah. Ramon obviously knows what has happened. Does not sell Blair out. Yes. He, he covers for Blair and says that he tripped over his own skate. But... He doesn't. He doesn't understand. And Ramon seems like a genuinely nice guy who did steal his did friend's steal husband. Did steal his friend's husband. Because um, this is the first time we met Ramon. But over the course of the episode, they do kind of establish that he and Eleanor were like we're friends. close friends yeah. before before he and uh, Harold shacked up together. Then we go to the Waldorf building. So later mm-hmm. the same day, uh, Blair and Eleanor are arriving home because they're just getting back from tea at the Carlisle, which. Another one of her and her dad's traditions, but he didn't come because he went to the ER. He went to the ER with Romo. Um, And Eleanor, despite the fact that she knows her daughter pretty well, makes the pretty epic mistake of mentioning that in his youth, 
Roman was involved with another male model named Freddie. And apparently Freddie was just a huge ball of trouble, but Roman couldn't resist. And like Blair starts taking a special interest in Freddie and Eleanor doesn't immediately realize like, oh, you're you're putting together a scheme. Yeah, I she goes so far as to tell Blair, like, don't bring up Freddie. Yeah. Because uh it's, it's a, a sore, sore subject for Harold. Um, probably, you know, jealousy and all those kind of things. Right. Um, but Blair's clearly already hatching a scheme. Back at the loft, Rufus returns home. Yep. Um, Allison's like, oh, where'd you go? Your phone was off. I tried to call you. And he's like, I kept your date for you. Ugh, so good. <sighs> and she knows what's up. And she says, I mean, she, her explanation is, is decent to me, which is like, we've made the decision to make this work. He felt like I owed him an explanation, which I do. But I told him that I'm with my family and we're doing this. And Rufus asks if Jenny hadn't come to get her, if she would have ever come home. And Allison asks the equally fair question, if I hadn't come home, would Lily be here right now? And it's like, checkmate, bitch. Yeah, Rufus is acting awfully self-righteous for someone who thirstily called Lily at the end of just last episode. Literally like a day ago. Yeah, and was like, I can't believe I ever let you let me go. Yeah. So he doesn't really have much of a leg to stand on. I mean, Allison isn't aware of Rufus, that. Rufus and Dan are cut of the same enough. cloth of self-righteousness. Yeah. So they sort of have this conversation, which is ultimately maybe the problem isn't other people. Maybe the problem is us. Yeah. And maybe it is. R.I.P. Maybe they grew apart. But they decide they want to make Christmas nice. So they're yeah. going to just. They're going to stick it out for stick Christmas. Stick it out for Christmas. Jenny is helping Dan look for gifts for Serena online. Mm-hmm. She points out that whatever he does needs to be extra special because since she's living in a hotel, uh, her family can't even have a tree yep. for Christmas. Which is depressing. Like, yeah, that's, even a that fake really one? bums me out. So that kind of hatches a little idea in Dan's brain. Mm-hmm. Back at the Waldorfs, Blair is still freaking out about Chuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nate isn't also. Yeah, she can't get a hold of Nate. She can't get a hold of Chuck. She can't get a hold of Nate. She's like leaving Chuck a voicemail that says like, please, whatever you do, don't tell anybody about what, us. Yeah. What happened? Serena shows up. Yeah. Right then Serena comes barreling into her room. Blair needs her help logging into a modeling website, which one, I'm sorry, that's not how booking models works. It's just not. Two, of course, Serena did a gap ad when she was younger. Right. Like, that's such a good detail. She's like, oh, I might still have that login from that time I did a gap ad. I think it's really funny that Serena literally does not have the imagination to think of what she could possibly buy Dan for, for fifty dollars. And also, she asks Blair what she could buy for fifty dollars, and Blair says, "I don't know, an entree at a mid-priced restaurant, three quarters of a DVD box set, maybe a pair of Wolford stockings." And Blair's like, "Oh yeah, uh, Dan would just love a pair of Wolford stockings." If Dan's anything like me, he, he would, would love some Wolford stockings. Come on, Serena. Use your imagination a little bit. She just, like, she just can't. She just doesn't have, she's just blocked up with money in her brain. I would love to have a brain blocked by money, if I'm being honest. But she can't get creative. Um, Ironically, she has gone from being in Brooklyn to coming to the Upper East Side. Then she goes back to Brooklyn to ask Vanessa for help. She goes all the way back down to Brooklyn to go back to Vanessa's cafe, cafe to, with hat in hand, you know, to eat some humble pie and ask Vanessa for help. <sighs> I will say that the gift ideas that she tells Vanessa that she came up with are very good. They are good. It's but unfortunate. They are always she says that she can't afford them, but it's like it's like a Mont Blanc pen. Yeah, a Mont Blanc fountain pen. A first edition JL Hall book. Who's that author that he a, just a signed JL Hall book and a first edition poster of something. Film An Italian poster, poster of four hundred blows. Yeah. Yeah. Vanessa responds that Dan isn't really into things. Uh, which of course he's not. Fucking I'm, Dan's, I'm doing Dan's like the jerk off motion really hard. Yeah, Dan Dan doesn't like things. He's just he's just lusted after the hottest girl in school. But Dan's really deep and he thinks a lot about a lot of stuff. Uh, but Serena says that the only thing he he really said that he wanted lately is that he wants snow for Christmas and that she can't give him that. But Vanessa's like, oh, I think I might know a way. I have an idea. Um, I will say I think it's really sweet that they both end up giving each other 
ideas for Christmas. It's it's more about the thought than it is about the actual thing. So that night, we are now at the Waldorf Christmas party. Again, really weird VS presence. Yes, uh, there's there's a tree with like pink bulbs and little the lipsticks. The servers are all wearing like tacky Victoria's Secret. They're cut insanely yeah, high like skirts. Yeah, like Hooters uniforms. Yeah, the the uh, like catering girls like walking around passing eggnog and stuff. Yeah, have skirts that are so short that their asses are like hanging out the yeah. back of them. It's pretty wild. It's a whole thing. Um, Dorota's there. We're still not at the point where Dorota really gets a lot of lines, no. but she's wearing a very. I'm waiting she's, for it. She's wearing her maid's uniform and she's got like a cute little holiday apron and uh, matching like sash. She had a good one at Thanksgiving too. Yeah, Yeah. I really like that. uh, You can tell that they're starting to incorporate Dorota a little bit, but they haven't really figured out what to do with her yet. Right. As far as like giving her any kind of agency. (laughs) Uh, Lily is attending the party. I, I, all the Vanderwoodsons are attending the party, but um, Lily is there and she gets a phone call from Rufus, a thirsty. Another weird Rufus. thirsty phone call from Rufus Humphrey. Yeah, they they uh, both kind of um, beat around the bush a little bit, and she asks him if there's something that he like wants to get off his chest. Right? She says, "Is there something?" He says, "Is there something you want me to say to you?" Two grown ass adults, man. Yeah, acting like acting like fucking teens. And so instead, he just says, "I just wanted to call and wish you a happy holidays." And she makes up some bullshit about how yeah, she's she going says, to Anguilla with Bart, and it's going to be a holiday for the ages. <laughs> Which who says that? But she hangs up the phone and she's like, "Anguilla, idiot!" Like to herself. Yeah. Like, why did she say that? Ramon has invited the man from the park. Yeah. So Diet Roger Sterling shows up. He has been invited by Ramon and Eleanor was not expecting him. So she just kind of like awkwardly says like, enjoy the party, like get away from me. Yeah. And like turns around and walks away and Ramon limps up to her on his crutches. Poor Ramon. He didn't deserve any of this. And he's just doing the best. And she's furious because she said, you've basically invited a stranger from the street into my home. Yes, but he... He Googled him. He Googled Jack. He's a hedge fund something. Yeah, he's a... Whatever people who have hedge funds do. He owns it. Um, he has offices in Barcelona and London. He, he is Eleanor is very attractive. I will say this guy shows up to a holiday party uh, for Eleanor Wald Eleanor Waldorf, mm-hmm. which like he obviously would know who that is, right? Like mm, presumably, I can't imagine any world where Ramon told him who she is, mm-hmm. and then he didn't Google her. Mm-hmm. He fucking shows up to this party in a blazer and a like black button down shirt with no tie. And the top button unbuttoned so you can see his fucking fruit of the loom white oh, undershirt. He's doing his best. Oh, he's not. He's a simple man. He's not. He looks like he's, he's going to man. his. He's he looks like he's like showing up to his eighth grade daughter's like choir recital at public school. Well, he probably like, is later. I I just I don't find him impressive in the least, and Eleanor deserves a lot better than that. Well. We'll get there eventually. But Roman is kind of pressing her and he says, you know, we've been friends for a long time. And she says, friends don't steal other friends' husbands. Yes. Which is true. Uh, meanwhile, Blair calls Nate's housekeeper to find out where he is because he is. He was supposed to be in Connecticut with Anne. Mm-hmm. And he said that he would try to get on a train and come into the city. For the party. For the party. I will say I find it suspicious that as much as Nate was all up Blair's ass to get back together just one episode ago, that suddenly he's gone AWOL on her holiday party. He's completely incommunicado. Yeah. Like, that doesn't ring to me, but I'll go with it. And um, she's pissed. She's pissed. Um, She's also... Stressing out. She's really stressed out because her suspicion is that Chuck has told him everything and that he's like mad i don't know that he even that she necessarily suspects that i do think she fears that because chuck won't talk to her and nate won't right talk chuck to her. won't talk to her except to say really uh like vengeful things that right like it sounds like he's gonna spill the yeah. beans to nate but she goes upstairs she's in this bad mood and the so serena eric and vanessa are upstairs they're cutting snowflakes and vanessa's working on something on the computer yes and she says i'm done and they're all looking at it and admiring it and oh my gosh what a great job and vanessa says yeah he's gonna love it and blair gives her this look like yeah 
I know what I know, I know what you did last summer. So bitch. I love it because she says, you know, I think I want to help. Will you come help me find another pair of scissors? Pulls her into the bathroom, says, I think you like Dan a little too much. And I just want you to know that someone's watching. And she says all this. While holding uh, a pair of scissors. Very even toned while holding a pair of scissors. It's and so it's, good. It's pretty terrifying. It's classic Blair. Yeah. Uh, this is the only episode in the entire series. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of trivia for you. Uh, this is the only episode in the entire series where Vanessa, Eric, or Lily is in Blair's bedroom, which makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. But yes, that is interesting. But Vanessa immediately bounces. Yeah, uh, sort so of Vanessa up on having the tone. been and her spot, you know, in danger yeah. of being blown up, uh, decides to leave, and uh, Serena's like where are you going? And Vanessa just like waves and walks out of the room. Yeah. Like, and then Blair also goes to walk out of the room and she's like, I thought you were going to help. And she says, I think my work's done here. It's so good. <laughs> it is very good. Lily comes in to talk to Serena. Serena is boxing up Dan's gift. Yeah. I think it's really funny that, um, she's like, once you guys are done, I'm going to take you guys out for dessert. Yeah. I'm going to take you two out for dessert. I like that Lily has gotten married so many times that she has a routine down of how she's going to tell her children they that they are both... going to get a new stepdad and they know what's going on. And Serena says, whoever it is, I don't care. I'll meet him at the wedding. Yeah, they which both is such a good line. immediately clock her yeah. as uh, she's about to tell them that she's dating someone new. And Lily's like, well, fine. You know, if you don't want to like have a real conversation about it, I might as well just tell you it's Bart Bass. Uh, and their reactions are both really good. Yeah. Uh, Eric says he only has one facial expression and it scares me. Yeah. Uh, and Serena says, what scares me is that he raised Chuck. Yeah. Lily says, well, you know, the relationship's really casual. We aren't talking about marriage. And frankly, I'm not asking for your permission. Yeah. And she just walks away. Mom of the year. Yeah. Freddie rolls up to the party. Well, before that, uh, Dan and Jenny have Mm -hmm. taken a christmas tree they are dragging a christmas tree to the palace to leave in serena's living room they're really struggling with this tree though and they set it down on the street and and while they're like kind of idling there for a minute jenny says oh i think this is really sweet what you and serena are doing i wonder what mom and dad are giving each other for christmas what a 14 year old thing to say yeah and then she gets all teared up and she says, you know, I, I thought if I could get them back under the same roof that, like, things would just go back to the way they used to be. Yeah. And Dan says that, you know, you did the right thing, but I think that there's a real possibility that they're going to get divorced. And Jenny feels responsible in a way. She's like, if I had just let mom stay in Hudson, yeah. like, you know, none of this would have happened. Um, I, th- I think it's a really nice little sibling moment. It is. Now we're back at the Waldorfs. And you know who else is at the Waldorfs? Yeah. Uh, Freddie. Fucking Freddie rolls up. We have not met Freddie before, but we saw his headshot on the yeah, modeling we website. Which he rolls is not up. Like how modeling works. He reminds me very much of young. He was Ultron. James Spader. Yeah, he reminds me very much of young James Spader. I don't see that at all. There's something about the way he like, hmm. like there's this like swagger that he has that reminds me of James Spader. It's like when he talks, he just looks very disdainful Weird. of everything. Okay. In the same way that James Spader does. Yeah, so he shows up and he says that Ramon invited him. Yes. And he can totally understand because, uh, you know, just the Who allure of... Who can resist of, the draw of an old flame? Yeah. Eleanor's pissed. Eleanor's pissed. Uh, she Harold sees is very hurt. What's happening immediately, pretty much. Yeah. Harold is very hurt and is flabbergasted that Ramon would do this. And Ramon says, I can't believe that you would not trust in me. Yeah, not believe me over what appearances. Over this, yeah, over yeah. appearances. And he, like, hobbles away. And Eleanor says, Ramon didn't do this. Yeah. Blair did this. And Blair is just over there sitting on, like... A divan. The, yeah, the like divan. Like, couch. Like, sullenly looking at her phone in very good tights, I will say. Yes. I'm not a big fan of the dress, but the tights Ugh, are... Dresses, we'll get into that. But... Uh, Eleanor says, if you want to be the exclusive male model in my catalog, or if you want to be the exclusive model in my catalog, in my he'll tell us catalog, the truth. Yeah. None of that makes any sense. Eleanor doesn't design menswear. Why would she need a man to be in her catalog? Yeah. Uh, so he, he's like, oh yeah, Blair may have promised me a cruise and to pay off my gym membership, renew my gym membership. And she says, well, you might as well take that cruise because you'll be in my spring catalog when hell freezes over. It's a good line. She's like, get out of my apartment. And he's like, thanks, All for right. the, thanks for the champagne and leaves. Freddie. <laughs> Fuck you, Freddie. It's really good. 
it's, it's crazy. a really really good like bit part i don't think we ever see him again no 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 i mean i don't even think to be honest i don't i don't think we see ramon again maybe we like one or do. two times yeah but like not a lot for him to be as important. Yes. Um, since Harold has not been home, Harold has no idea why Blair would be lashing out or who Blair is as a human being or whatever. And he's having this conversation with Eleanor and he says, I don't understand why she'd do this to Roman. You know, what did Roman ever do to her? And Eleanor hits it right on the head when she says she's just a little girl who needs her daddy. Like, ding, 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 ding. Dude, yeah. you abandoned your family. Like, there's going to be some fallout from that shit. Yeah. And Harold says, well, you know, I thought that I just had this crazy idea that, like, I love Ramon and I love Blair, and I thought if I just brought him and threw everybody together, like, yeah, it you would know, all be something, fine. something wonderful would happen. And Eleanor says, which I think is, like, nail right on the head, and it's, like, the whole confluence of who Blair is as a person. Yeah. She says, Blair learned scheming from her mother and unrealistic dreaming from her father. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, that's Blair in a nutshell, right? Yeah, totally. Blair is... is those two things cranked to the extreme. Yeah. Back at the palace, Dan and Jenny have managed to make it into like the courtyard, the courtyard outside. And the plan is for Jenny to sneak inside and distract Dexter, the humorless concierge. Yeah. Which we've only seen one other time, I think. And it's in like, we've seen him in episode one and two. Okay. Yeah. So two other times we yeah. haven't seen him since episode two though. I don't think so. Uh, and we don't see him here. Unfortunately, he's very funny before, but as they're, the plan is for Jenny to go in and distract Dexter and for Dan to sneak the tree through tree. the lobby into the elevator and get it up to the, yeah. which is n- never going to work. Well, and Lily comes up and Lily, appears. Lily says, so let me guess, your plan is to distract Dexter and get the tree on the elevator. And they say, why would that work? And she goes, no, never. Absolutely not. <laughs> Dexter takes his job very seriously. He's eagle-eyed or something like that. Yeah. Um, but so you think that Lily's going to shut it down? Mm-hmm. Right. And then she says, however, Bobby, the security guard at the service entrance. Bobby can be bought. Bobby can probably be bought. Yeah. Um, so she helps him get the tree up there, which I think is it's such very a, nice. It's a great Lily moment. Lily has really come around on Dan after the last episode. Yeah. I, I, which is good. I think that that little speech that she gave to him at the end of the episode, like really showed. Yeah. Vanessa is helping Serena finish up setting up the her gift for him at the uh, at gallery. The they don't explicitly say it's the gallery, but it it's is the gallery, obviously right? the gallery. I think it says the the Bedford Al- the right, Bedford yeah. Avenue gallery. Um, and Vanessa insists that Serena take credit and not give her any credit, which is nice of Vanessa. Yeah. But she still sucks. Yeah. Vanessa is obviously, yes, in love with Dan still. Yes. And she is helping Serena to do this. She says she's doing it because she likes Serena, mm-hmm. which I believe that. Vanessa likes Serena insofar as Dan likes Serena. Insofar as Serena is who makes Dan happy yes. and she just wants Dan to be happy, yes. right? Um so she's like, I'm gonna get out of here before before Dan gets here. Serena's like, Oh, I I'll be sure to tell him how much you helped and Vanessa's like, Please don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. This is your gift. Yeah. Somehow Harold ends up having to be the one to apologize to Blair, even though Blair did just do a very shitty thing. Yeah, Blair was a little brat. Harold comes up to tell Blair that they're, you know, going to leave soon. He wanted to say goodbye before their flight. And Blair says, I was going to convince you to move back to New York, but then you guys bought that chateau. Mm-hmm. And there's just... There's no room in your life for me Yeah, there's anymore. no room in your it's life for sad. me anymore. It is very sad. But Harold has a surprise Christmas present for mm-hmm. her. Which doesn't seem like much, and Blair doesn't seem to think it's much at first. Yeah. It is a DVD. Yeah, it's like a burn CD of photos of the chateau. Of photos of the chateau. And so they're looking at the slideshow together, and it's, you know, a bunch of pictures of the house, which is gorgeous if it was real. It's in, like, the French countryside. Mm -hmm. It looks like the perfect place that I would like to go to right now. Mm -hmm. And Blair's like, oh, it's really beautiful, Dad. Great. And he says, well, this is your room. And yeah, so there's like a picture of Audrey Hepburn, and they've been decorating this room for her. Yeah, the room is gorgeous. They got a cat, and they named it Cat after the cat in Breakfast at Tiffany's, mm-hmm. which is her favorite movie. Um, and he says, you know, we hope you'll come spend the summer with us. Yes. Which is very nice. Meanwhile, Serena has found a way to make it snow. 
Yeah, Serena makes a snow for Dan, and I think Dan makes a snow for Serena. I'm, if you know what I'm really saying. upset about what you just said. Because uh, okay, before you get there, Serena I'm has about nut. oh lord, why did you say that to me? Uh, Serena has set it up to where there's like that fake snow stuff, which is probably like shredded soap or whatever. Uh, and there's a video installation of snow. Yeah. And there's a mattress. Yes. Sure. Um, and Dan is very overwhelmed. And he gives her, he, he, the, her gift is the tree, but he gives her another gift, which is the original version of the story, which is to be uh, published in the New Yorker 10805. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I just you knew just, that off the top of my right head. You spun it right off the dome. Mm, That's wild. Just filed it away in here. And it turns out that Dan's story is about the time that he met Serena at a party he accidentally got invited to. And the New Yorker was so impressed by a 15-year-old's account of being obsessed with a girl in high school that they're publishing it. Yeah. So that's that's fine. As it turns out, as, as Dan is losing his virginity to Serena in the fake snow scene... You look up to the skylight and it's really snowing because Serena makes miracles happen. So before when I said that Dan was going to make it snow for Serena, you were talking. I was talking about cum. I'm really mad. Just let it go. Uh, They wake up together in each other's arms. It has snowed outside. No one's parents care that their children are not home on On Christmas Christmas morning. morning. (laughs) It's like okay. I mean, to be fair on. Uh, in the winter here, it's light at like six, so mm, it, they could have woken up like first. Maybe I actually kind of think they did wake up like first light, almost. Sure. Because um, maybe they were just fucking all night. When maybe when, they never went to sleep. Yeah, maybe. Dan says it's the best Christmas ever. It might as well be. The only reason I think maybe they were up that early is because when Dan gets home, his dad he says to his dad, "Oh, you're up early." Yeah. Which well, makes maybe. me think. That it's pretty early in the morning still. Um, but before we go back to the loft, we go to the Waldorfs where Eleanor is escorting Jack out after spending the night together. Very fancy. Um, somehow, so most European flights leave New York City between the hours of like 6 p.m. and maybe 11 p.m. Yeah. Uh, Harold and Roman's flight was canceled and they wanted to surprise Blair. So they waited to come until like 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So they just slept at the airport. Well, yeah, I guess so. Uh, that whole thing doesn't ring completely true to me. No, it does not. Uh, they said, you know, we have a hotel room and Eleanor says, nonsense, you'll stay with us. Yeah. And then she says to Jack, I'm going to be spending Christmas with my family. It's very nice. It's very nice. Jack gets in the elevator and the elevator door closes and we never see or hear about him ever Ever again. again. Jack's dead. Jack Roth, the man Eleanor meets, is never seen or mentioned again after this episode. There was a tragic elevator crash. No, it was just a one and done. I totally believe that Eleanor just crumpled yeah. him up and threw him away like yesterday's trash. So Blair comes downstairs. Blair comes downstairs and she's excited and she's ready to make amends because she says, Ramon, you're in for a real treat. Waldorf Christmases are like no other. It's true. She's wearing the most inappropriate thing that she possibly could wear on Christmas morning. It's a it's a negligee from Victoria's Secret. Yeah, it's got like Minnie Mouse dots on it. It's, it's cute. So short. It's so it's short, and you can see through it. And it's like it's a negligee. It's not appropriate to be wearing in front of your dad and his gay lover. Well, uh, they weren't supposed to be there, right? I don't know. So at the palace, uh, Serena gets home. And sees the tree there with a giant bow on it. I'm going to say that I think that's a sweet gesture. In comparison to what Serena pulled off, it does look kind of lame. But Dan gave Serena the real gift of his virginity. Dan also gave her the original draft of the New Yorker story. Yes, I I know. I was just trying to make a joke about the value of virginity. Don't step on my joke. It's a podcast. And Dan gave Serena the gift of his seed. Are you just like going through the list of my least favorite ways that you can express what you're trying to express? Because you're hitting them all. I hate it. I really hate it. Anyway. Yeah. Shay Humphrey. Uh, Dan arrives. Dad, you're up early. And Rufus says, well, you're home late. Yeah. Did delivering a Christmas tree really take that long? Dan kind of brushes off the question by saying that... Uh, 
it was a very difficult delivery, but that Lily helped out. And Rufus says, oh, I thought... She was in Anguilla. I thought, I thought you said that Lily was going to be out of the country because he uh, can't reveal yeah. that he spoke to her on the phone, right? Right. And he, Dan says, no, she and Serena and Eric are going to see the Nutcracker. So no, Tomorrow. She, yeah. Which, why are you going to see the Nutcracker the day after Christmas? I don't, I don't even think you can see the Nutcracker the day after I'm Christmas. I'm sure you can if you have that much money. Sure. You can do whatever you, the fuck you want. Sure, sure. Jenny and Allison come out of the bedroom yep. for Christmas morning. And Jenny's like, oh, Dad's making my favorite chocolate chamois apples. With caramel syrup, which I'm going to tell you I would kill a man right now. Oh, my God. I would kill a man. I have been dying for, like, a waffle. Yeah. For like a week. I know. Now. I know. It's because um, we watch this show so much. But yeah. Rufus is going to go to the gallery on Christmas Day? Question mark. To clean up his son's sex mess. Yeah. He doesn't, he hope, doesn't know it yet. I, <laughs> he doesn't know it yet, but that's what he's going to do. I hope. I hope someone. I hope they cleaned up after themselves. Yeah, I mean, mostly it was just like deflate the air mattress and like sweep up all the. It looks like paper because it didn't like dissolve overnight right yeah but that's what i mean i think it might be i think i think part of what they made the snow out of was like the clippings from the snowflakes yeah maybe cut out yeah but he needs to go to the gallery on christmas day yeah the kids say like that's very weird that's very weird yeah why would you need to do that and allison says while he's gone they can drink hot cocoa and watch a movie and when he gets back they can all go for a walk yeah which to talk about how mommy and daddy don't love each other yeah i guess sam Say goodbye to Allison. Yeah. While he's gone, they're drinking hot cocoa out of mugs that are so obscenely large that they're as big as our soup bowls. Yeah. They're like gigantic I would mugs. kill a man for like gigantic mug of hot, hot chocolate. Cocoa. Yeah. 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 Actually, I would too. But Jenny just kind of point blank asks her. Yeah. If she's going back to Hudson. Yep. And Allison says that she is. But that everything's gonna be okay. It's not. It's it's gonna be so okay that we literally never never see, see Allison, Allison again. again. Goodbye, Allison. They yeah. mention her like fairly often. Allison and Jack live together now. Yeah, we never ever 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 see Allison again. Which there are just things that happen on this show that it's like kind you of should egregious see Allison. That Allison is not there. Yeah. Yes. At the Waldorf's, everyone's opening gifts together. It's really nice. We, we kind of just get like a, a montage of like everybody's Christmas yeah. mornings, right? But the big one that's happening is that Bart is at the Vanderwoodsons. Yeah. Well, uh, I think it's really funny because he gets Eric a Marlins jersey, mm-hmm. which like is a good callback. But also I think it's really great because it shows that like Lily has never told Bart the truth about where Eric was when right. he committed suicide, tried to commit suicide. I will say that that does paint Bart as the kind of man who was told a random detail one time and picked it out like six months ago yeah. and remembered it. It doesn't, but like, it doesn't mean like to me, it doesn't mean that like, that's not a thoughtful gift or whatever. I think like, I think he had one interaction with Eric and Eric was like, go Marlins. And that's all, like, he was just like, here, whatever. I heard you like Florida. Well, Bart does have a thoughtful gift for someone. Yes. He says, I just want to tell you kids that, uh, I have very deep feelings for your mother. And Lily's, you know, sitting there on the couch. Lily's phone rings. On Christmas morning. Lily's cell phone rings right there. Yep. And Lily goes to look at it. And before she can look at it, Bart says, uh, you're not, you're going to want to ignore your phone right now. You're not going to want to. You're not going to want to miss this moment. moment. He gets down on one knee and pulls out an engagement ring, Tyler. Yeah, sure. And Lily is kind of taken aback. She doesn't say anything. And we cut to. Outside of the palace. The person calling her, who Rufus is Rufus Humphrey, Humphrey. In the snow, without a jacket. Rufus leaves a voicemail in which he says that he has walked from Brooklyn to the Upper East Side in the snow without a jacket. Hey, Lil. You know, everything's closed on Christmas. Oh, man, we don't. Diners that claim to be open 24-7, it's false advertising. So, uh, Allison's leaving. She's spending time alone with the kids, and I seem to have walked all the way from Brooklyn to your doorstep. Without a jacket, in the snow. That's nice. So what the hell? I miss you. And I have been missing you for a while. <laughs> he walked like... That's like a two-hour walk. That's like a two-hour walk. He walked an insane amount. To... I'd do it if it were nice out. He walked an insane amount. Yes. We go back to the Waldorfs. They're having a very nice Christmas. Blair got Dorota yeah. a phone so they could text. Blair got Dorota a cell phone. And she's like... 
It's so we it's so we can text each other. And Dora's like, oh, yes, thank you, Miss Blair. It's so nice. And <laughs> Meanwhile, Blair gets a text from Chuck that says, don't worry, B, who would I tell? Uh, and then a photo of Nate with Chuck on a beach. Yep. Kicking it. Yeah, End of just, episode. They're just kicking it. Who would he tell? Besides Nate. Bum, bum, bum. What will happen? We'll find out. Next time on Gossip Girl. All right. Um... Tyler, I do. I do have to ask you, Tyler. Do it. Do you remember the Dan Band? The what? The Dan Band. I don't remember that. Uh, The Dan Band. Tell me about them. You probably would be most familiar with their work Mm -hmm. from the movie Old School. Okay. In which they are performing uh, the song (laughs) Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, God. It's the version. It's kind of like how... um, you know, Sweet Caroline, how that thing has kind of latched onto everyone's brains where they all sing, ba, ba, yeah. ba. It's that same kind of thing where, I need you now. I fucking need you more than I ever. Fucking need, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is from the Dan Band. Yeah. They uh, kind of made their nut doing covers of female performed pop songs mm-hmm. with obscenities added. Okay. That's, uh, that's a niche. Yeah. They're also featured in the movie The Hangover. Performing sure. at a wedding, right. uh, they do candy shop. Which, like Fifty Cent. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're they're like the wedding band in that, so they're doing like a like a what is a funny version of it, right? Yeah. So they have a song in this episode because they had a whole Christmas album of original songs what? called "Ho," a Dan Band Christmas. Yeah, of course, right? Because Who asked for that? Nobody did. They have a song in this episode called Merry Chris McQuanzica. Merry Chris McQuanzica. Which is about, uh, you know, basically what you can imagine. It's like uh, making fun of What does it play during? Uh, Jay giving lonely boy Christmas ideas for S. So it's when they're, it's when Jenny and Dan are. Sure, I don't even remember it. Yeah, it's kind of in the background. Um, Weird. But I, I did notice it. There are a couple interesting music choices in this episode. The most prominent ones are actually not Christmas songs. So we mentioned before that the Constance Choir is doing Santa Baby yes. right at the beginning. There's a scene at the ice skating rink. Blair is ice skating with her family and gets a message from Chuck mm-hmm. where Christmas Alphabet by the McGuire Sisters is playing, mm-hmm. which I feel like is probably one that I've heard on the radio mm-hmm. around Christmas time. The two most prominent songs in this episode, though, are the General Specific by Band of Horses, which Ugh. I'm a real big fan of that song. I'm a really big fan of that album. That's their second I, that's album. That's such a good album. That's Band of Horses sec- is one of my favorite bands, but like early really? Band of Horses. Yeah, I only really like their After first two albums. After Factory, I think, I'm like not so big on. Infinite Arms is their third album, right? That's that's what I'm thinking of. Factory yeah. is like Factory, the opening I think song. Factory, off that. Yes. Their second album, Cease to Begin, is really, really great. That's the one that has No One's Gonna Love You, mm-hmm. right? Which is probably their biggest song. Yeah. And I'm, my favorite album of theirs is their uh, debut album, because that's the one oh, really? that has... Yeah, that's the one that has... Funeral? Yeah, Funeral. Yeah. Interesting. Yes, I love that album. That's the only one of theirs we have on vinyl, actually. But, yeah. So, the general specific, uh, we hear most of the song, actually. Yeah. Uh, When Serena gives Dan her Christmas present, and Dan gives her the Christmas pre-present, his story of 28th October 2005. And the Christmas... Thank you, Tune Find. Present present. Yes. So, not a very Christmassy song. It's kind of folky. And then the other prominent song in this episode is All That I Want by the Weepies. Yeah. Which, if you couldn't tell from the name of the band, is a band that I would be into. Yeah. Uh, the Weepies are a husband and wife. What a name. Folk duo. Like indie pop folk. Yeah. Right? I don't know too much about them, but I really like that song that's in the episode. Mm-hmm. But they, they had songs on. They were one of those bands that was like of that moment, right? So they had songs that were on... Sex in the City, Grey's Anatomy, One Tree Hill, Scrubs, Pretty Little Liars. Honey if you were a band between the, like the years of like I don't know 2006 and pre- like I think the present, and yeah. you didn't get a song on uh, that fucking Grey's Anatomy show, you, you blew it. Well, yeah, because Grey's Anatomy is still running on season. Uh, like how is it possible? Or something, right? How is it's it crazy. possible? I don't understand it. Yeah, so that's basically all of the prominent stuff. I, as always, have to ask. Would you like to talk about the fashion? I always want to talk about the fashion. 
All right. Lay on me your best and worst look. My best look is that Blair look that you don't like, and I don't understand it. I don't understand how you don't like well, it. Let's talk, talk about I it. Tell me about it. I love that it's a, tib- a dress by Tibby. It's like a baby doll style. Mm-hmm. Um, very like swingy, sort of loose fitting, right? sleeveless. Um, it has kind of an oversized collar. It's got like a little bit of a 60s feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got like gold brocade work on it. She wears it with like a cream colored knit tight or something. Um, like I think pattern, you can see yeah, the shoes like for like a half place. second and their heels, but like you can't see. I think they're, they're like, red. They're like chunky. Uh, they look like they're red to me. You see them for like literally a split second in yeah. a scene. And she's wearing a big red velvet headband that's my least favorite detail of the outfit i'm so upset chunky i love it it looks like a big hot dog on her head no it doesn't that's wrong it's like really raised i love you that's wrong i love that outfit i love the rest of them are okay i actually really love serena's outfit um the christmas one it's Mm -hmm. way too low cut for a girl her age and it's very convenient that um the sleeves untie it unties on the shoulders when you're trying to fuck um, but it's a beautiful, like sort of a burgundy colored sequined dress. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks really good on her. Yeah, it's, it's really simple. Yeah. Uh, I picked that as one of my best. Yeah, it was really good. Picks. Uh, worst pick, uh, Vanessa existing, <laughs> doing anything, being in the universe. She's wearing this. So it's, she's wearing like a purple. The components aren't bad. Striped. The components are- well, there is a bad component of this one. So she's wearing like a purple, like striped long sleeve t-shirt. And then she's wearing a leopard print cardigan over it and i could get down with that i could except there's something happening on the cardigan where it looks like the cardigan has also been layered with a matching um like a shrug like it's like the same print and i don't know if it's all one i think it is cardigan. All one it's piece. a nightmare and it's like belted it's, yeah it's a long cardigan that there's like ties just too around much the waist. going on it's like all mr robe there's just too much going on yeah it's weird she's wearing these like uh and she's worn them before but i fucking hate them uh, they're like basketball sneakers mm-hmm. that have like highlighter yellow. She accents. also wears like big ass chunky bangles all the time. Right. I, me nuts. I will say like it really differentiates her from like everyone else on the show, right? Like, I I think the costuming really does its job as she's cool, right. quote unquote. Right. But she's At also the time, like sure. She's also like she totally does not fit in with yeah. anybody else on the show except Dan. Right. No. Yeah. They do a good job of that. So uh, I also I noticed that when she and Serena are about to step out. Mm-hmm. to go get Dan's present when she's leaving the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Her jacket is a uh, like Marine Corps thrifted Lord. like Marine Corps jacket, yeah. which of course, right. Vanessa, it's like the navy blue with the red piping. Right. Like, of course she has one of those. Ugh. Of course she does. Do you have any other picks? I mean, I like everything. I Let, have some that I specifically want to talk about if you don't have any other I like the, all of the other Blair ones. I don't know if any of them were on your let's talk about them. Okay. Uh, the Blair one that I picked as my favorite is the one that she wears to go ice skating. Uh, that I, one's interesting. I do like that one. So the outfit is like a it's a pink turtleneck. That's got, she's wearing like a pearl necklace mm-hmm. and then she's wearing... Um, it's like a really pretty color pink too. It's like... Uh, yeah. Like, like she's wearing pink. white tights. The skirt and the cape are both from Zara, but I think the skirt is from Zara Kids, which just drives me up a wall when adult women can fit into kids' clothing. Right. I mean, good for you if you can do it. It's a very short skirt. Out. Please check your child, your children's wear privilege at the door. But it's a very good skirt. It's a very short um, skirt. The, the thing that drives me nuts looking at them, because I was trying to decipher, is like they're just slightly off pattern-wise. That's true. In not enough of a way, like, I don't mind if it's slightly off, if it's, like, off in a way that sort of offsets each other. It's, like, off in a way that, like, it's somebody was, like, this sort of matches and, like, mm-hmm. threw it together. Um, But it is a very good outfit. Yeah, I don't, I really like, I don't love the beret either. Oh, I like the beret. That's part of what I liked about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's better later when she's at home and she's still wearing it, but she doesn't have the doesn't jacket have the cape on. Over right? Yeah. So she just has the... Yeah. Uh, I picked that. I picked Lily's look at Eleanor's party. The gold. Oh, that gold dress. The I gold think it's lace and sequin. It's yeah. gorgeous. It's very pretty. It's really pretty. It's got like a lace neckline. Yeah. It's got like gold sequins at the bust. Mm-hmm. It looks sort of 1920s. Yeah. Retro. I really liked yeah. that. I thought it's she really looked pretty. really great there. And her earrings were really pretty. They were like gold hoops with pearls in the mm-hmm. middle of them. And then I also picked Serena's dress. She paired that maroon dress with like olive colored tights. Yeah. Which is like kind of an interesting choice. Yeah. It's like uh, a little Christmassy, but not yeah, overtly they, Christmassy. Yeah, they're Christmassy, but not like in your face Christmassy. 
And the last one that I picked is actually the other look that Serena sports for most of this episode, which is... Is it that striped t-shirt dress? Really? The, yeah, the sweater dress. Uh, I'm I don't usually, love that. I'm I mean, like, I don't hate fan. it, but it's not... I, I'm not usually a big fan. It's like, it's white with like thin red stripes, right? I think it, it's, it's like kind of pinkish. Yeah. Yeah. It's reminiscent of a candy cane, first of all, right. which I think is cute for Christmas. <laughs> right. She pairs it with like gray pattern tights. A lot of good tights in this episode. Sorry, not to be weird. This is, this show does a very good tights. This job. this episode in particular had a There's, ton of good I'm tights. I'm surprised you didn't say anything about the first look Blair wears, which is like the blue. They're like like violet tights with like a patent. I was trying right. to figure out who makes the boots. It drives you crazy. They're like patent leather flat boots that I really love. But those are good. You're always trying to get into a color right. tight. Well, I want to I want to f- finish talking about the other Serena look I'm because sorry. the reason I liked it. The reason I liked it so much is she pairs it with a navy pea coat, mm-hmm. like a fitted pea coat felt. I think it's like a trench. And it's it's like a felt coat. Yeah. It's not quite a trench coat, right? It's like not that long. Okay. Um, and she's wearing like little brown Oxfords, which like I know you're not a huge fan of, but I am a big fan mm-hmm. of that look. Yeah. I think it's very cute. Yeah. Yeah, I did like that that Blair school uniform look. Mostly, I don't pick the school uniform looks unless they're, like, wildly divergent from the normal ones. Because right. usually it's, like, variations on the same thing, right? Of course. Like, most of that we've seen before. Mostly, I'm just surprised she, you didn't mention the tights. She paired, I don't know about navy outfit with violet tights. I do. I don't know how much that works. I preferred the red in the last episode. Wow. Uh, yeah, so that's all my picks. Who was your worst dressed? It was Vanessa. Okay. It was, it was to... gonna, that was the only really bad outfit in the whole episode for okay. me. All right. Who's your pick for the worst person of the episode? This one was hard because I didn't feel like anyone was like super awful. Right. But it was Blair for yeah. me. Right. It, it's Blair. Yeah. I Trying sh- to fuck with your dad's boyfriend's like Yeah. Little. You're mad that your dad like won't move back to New York, which A is really fucking selfish. Like I get it. I get it right. She has, she feels amazing. I don't by blame her. Dad, her. Right? right. But to punish him because he has bought a house and is like happy. Yeah. And to try and like tear him and his boyfriend apart is yeah. is peak Blair, but also very shitty. And in a episode where everybody else is generally has the Christmas spirit and is generally pretty nice to each other. Right. I will also say again, I think the fact that Nate was like so up Blair's ass and really wanted to get back together and really wanted to make things work. The fact that he goes MIA, in fact, has left the country to hang out with Chuck and didn't send his girlfriend like a text like, what up? Yeah. FYI is like a little weird. But yeah. That almost seems like maybe he wasn't available. Like he and Chuck weren't available or they just felt like adding those characters. No, would... I think that it's just moving like, them out of the way. Yeah. I think it's setting up like this is a Chekhov's sex tape situation. <laughs> It's not because there's no sex tape. But when is when is the gun? But like, of yeah, when is Chuck when is Blair this gonna? Had yeah. sex gonna go We're off? gonna get there. Maybe next week. Maybe not. Maybe next week on uh, episode twelve, School Lies. Yeah, School Lies. Did Did you know that? I just know that. I believe it. Thank you. Yeah. So that's gonna do it for us this week. As always, you can find us on Twitter. We are at Lincoln Hawk FC. FC. I am at Slammy underscore P. I am at Eiffel Tyler. Please leave us nice reviews on, on iTunes. iTunes. Yeah, I I think this week I'm going to try and solicit some thoughts maybe for next week. I don't know. I don't know. That would I involve wanna... us remembering that we have. Yeah, I'm trying to get our engagement a up Twitter somehow. Account, which we usually don't. Oh, we have 16 ratings now and we're back up to five out of five stars yeah. on iTunes. So shout out to whoever did that. Just keep doing that. A big fuck you to the one person who gave who us got one mad star for spoilers. We spoiled the show that's been on for 10 years. Yeah. So I just want to give a little shout out to our friends, Lauren and Ronnie mm-hmm. at Moon Grudge and at Leave Me Alone Mom. They just started a podcast called Welcome to the Podcast, Bitch. Guess what it's about. It is about the OC and I'm it's so very excited. good. I just want to give them a little shout out. So go follow them I'm mad them on about Twitter. how good that name is. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, go follow them on Twitter. They are at Welcome to the Pod. And they have the first, right now they just have the first episode up so you can get in on the ground floor. Sample tweet, Seth is horny and Ryan is horny for family. You're going to want to You're going to want to get, get in it. on that. Yeah. You're going to want to get in on that. But yeah, in the meantime, we'll be back. Promise we'll be back on a normal schedule. There Thank are, you for being there are, there are sweet younger sister podcast. So yes, check them out. That's going to do it. 
So we'll be back next week with School Ties. School Lies. Sam, God Fuck. damn it. You know School you love lies. us. XOXO, Gossip, Tyler, and Sam. Get it right next time. 